it's amazing and better than anything else that ever be. I, I can't remember the name, so it changes every day. Uh, team six. Five and a half. All right, so. <laughs> um, wow, so who, who here wasn't here this weekend? Um, I'll tell you, you missed out on just an incredible time. This was my second Seekers retreat, um, and it was, it was really, really powerful. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, you know I, I saw a lot of people um, experience some things that, that are just amazing. You know, it's, it's one of those things that you can see on people's faces. You know, when they walk in and they kind of have the, the deer in the headlights look, kind of, you know, what's going on, what I'm, what's going to happen. And then when they leave and it, it just looks like everybody's just floating around, you know, it's just, so you can, you can just see. <laughs> uh, I can tell you, my experience was, was phenomenal. Uh, I spoke in tongues. Which is <laughs> we'll see how long, it'll probably be a while before I feel comfortable enough to do it here. Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> but um, you know, it was—I don't know—it was nothing short of magical. For anybody who hasn't been to Seekers Retreat, you know, it's a time to uh, get to know God, to get to know others, um, and to get to know yourself. And the small groups are just absolutely amazing. Um, you know, you get to just really um, share your heart in a place that's safe, um, in a place that um, is without judgment. In a place that is just um, that, that is only met with love, and and that is something that, for me, has been extremely healing. Um, oh, is this being recorded? Oh, whew! All right. In that case, I'm done. <laughs> Anyways, I, I don't know. That, that's probably about all I got. But it, it was a great. So uh, I'm sure there's gonna be another one in six months if you didn't get to go. Uh, it's it's well well worth it. So. Tasha, maybe? Uh, it would be wonderful if you could. Um, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is really, like, I don't know. This is, I'm really, like, sweating really hard right now. <laughs> like... Um, <laughs> am, am I just talking about like what happened this weekend or is, um, wow um, I don't know I just feel I feel really good I feel um, the past weekend just uh, really changed my life a lot and um, like I like I was so out of my element like I don't know, I don't know why, maybe, um, I think it is because, because I, I mean, I have a twin sister, so I've never, like, I don't have to go out and, like, talk to people, I always have a friend, like, she's always there, you know, and, um, so, it, this, it was really, really hard for me, like, but, but I felt so much love, and, like, I just, I just felt so blessed, and I remember the, the second day, no, it was, no, it was Sunday, it was Sunday. Um, uh, I think it was yeah. As soon as as soon as I got in, like I just felt, I felt good. The day the day before, I, I felt a little bit disconnected, and I don't I don't know why. I think I was really tired and I was scared. I was like, what if I don't feel anything? Like, what if this, what if this weekend, you know, doesn't change me like I thought it was going to change me? 
And so I was really scared and I just, you know, I prayed about it and um, I talked to my sister and then the next day um, on Sunday uh, when I got in, like, I, I just started feeling really, really emotional and I don't know, I just felt like, like this is kind of retarded, but <laughs> I felt like like God was like hugging me or something. I don't know, like, and <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and <laughs> and yeah, like it felt it felt so good, and and I met like so many people. Like all you guys are so cool, and it just feels like I have another family. And everyone's just so nice, and I just feel, it's just crazy. Like, I just can't believe I'm here, you know? Like, like this is what I asked for. Like, I asked God for this, and, like, I have it. And it's just, it still doesn't feel real, almost. And, um, yeah, like. Uh, <laughs> and this all is free. This doesn't cost anything to find God like that the whole weekend. All right, Joe's going to start. You sure? You could go first. <laughs> I'll just go. I'm up here. Um, <laughs> I, I, am, I am excited um, for this past weekend. Um, I didn't put this in my report, but I'll, I'll just stick to it. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to share because you know I've been sh- wanting to share the verses that I that I've learned for the month and um, I was yeah so I wanted just to share it's Proverbs three sixteen thirteen through sixteen so blessed are those who find wisdom those who gain understanding for she is more profitable profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold she is more precious than rubies nothing you desire can compare with her long life. In her right, in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. And I really like this verse because I feel like this month I've I have gained a lot of understanding. <laughs> I don't know about wisdom, but understanding for sure. Um, and th- you know, this month I found out a lot of things. Yeah, a lot of things that I need to to work on. You know, and one of them being people pleasing. I'm a huge people pleaser. Um, I always knew I had a problem with people pleasing, but didn't think. We still struggle with it a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, I've seen um, I've seen this a lot at work with um, with dealing with men. Um, I recently, oh god, I recently told <laughs> um, a guy that that I wasn't like romantically interested in him, and that was hard. That was hard to tell him that, you know, and um, because I didn't want to, because I would lose the attention he was giving me. Yeah, and he wasn't, like, a safe person. Like, he didn't respect, like, my boundaries, my commitments. Like, he knew I was in the program, and he was like, let's go out. Like, let's go party. You know, I like to party, but, I, you know, I can't. I'm in the program, you know. Um, and I was like, oh, I can't. You know, I have to, you know, I have curfew. I have to wake up early, you know. And he's like, he was just pushy. Like, he's like, so what? You can't commit. Like, you can't sacrifice. I'm like, what? I'm like, bye. Just kidding. <laughs> So it, it wasn't it wasn't a blessing, you know. He was he was pushing, you know. His pushing was pushiness wasn't a blessing to me. Uh, I felt myself at times wanting to waver because of it, you know, because I'm a people pleaser and I do want to. I'm like, well, I wonder what he's thinking of me, you know, like. 
oh, I don't want to think bad. Um, I felt myself times waver because I wanted my needs met so bad by him. You know, whether it be, you know, and I never, <laughs> I seen a guy, I think, like, it was, it's a bad story, but, um, <laughs> like, he, you know, I didn't really see him. I just, like, text or phone call, you know, and, um, and whether it was text, phone call, or I am, I wanted at his attention anyway, you know, and, um, but with the help of, um, I think so small. But the help of my mentors and support group, I was able to speak up and tell them I wasn't interested in him. Um, I've, I've also realized with, um, with the help of my mentors that I, I put a ton of energy in making sure people like me. And I was recently asked, I think this is right how I said it, do I know of any people not liking me? And I couldn't answer that. I was like, everyone likes me. You know? <laughs> That's a good thing, you know, like everyone likes me, you know, and um, but it came down to me not living the life I want to live. I find myself not speaking up about my spiritual life, my, my commitments, and how Christ has changed my life. Um, and other things, too. Like, just, yeah, that's the majority of it, though. Like, it's, it's really hard because I'm, because uh, after, you know, gaining this knowledge of myself, I'm, this doesn't make sense. Okay. After, so after gaining this knowledge of myself, I'm committed to making sure I speak up as much as possible, not only to men, but to people I share my faith with. Um, this is going to be new to me, but I believe God wants, wants to give me the best understanding and wisdom to fight against people-pleasing, to live a life where I, fi- where I feel good about myself. Um, there are times when I share certain things to people and I end up leaving the conversa- conversation like, I talk to people, and, and I, I leave the conversation like, who am I? Why didn't I share about how Christ changed me or whatever is that I'm, like, or this past weekend, like, someone, <laughs> it's bad. Well, not bad, but someone was like, how was your weekend? I said, good. But that was it. Like, I wanted to be like, oh, my God, I went to this retreat, you know. It was amazing, and I felt powerful, and, I mean, I felt empowered, you know, and it was just, I just feel horrible afterwards when I don't share the things that I want to share, you know, like, I, I, don't want, I just don't want to be like, how are you good, you know, and, or even people I eat lunch with, you know, like, how was your weekend, you know, and, but this past weekend, I was like, oh my God, it was amazing, we had a secret street, and, you know, I told everyone, so it was great, so I felt good about that. So I notice when I do share my faith with others, I get, you know, I also get very apologetic because I'm such a people pleaser, um, it, um, it's hard for me to invite people because I'm concerned about what they're going to think about me. You know, I wonder if they're going to think, well, you know, they're going to think I'm crazy. I go to a crazy church, you know, like, it's just bad thoughts, you know. Um, but, but after, you know, but after, see, after the secret retreat, I'm done with being apologetic. I am. Yeah. Um, you know, so many, peop- so many people's lives were changed this past weekend. Um, it's, it feels surreal. Like, my heart still, like, it feels the way it feels when, oh, afterwards on Sunday, you know, it was like, I swear you guys could have seen it, you know. Um, I've seen God change the posture of people's hearts, and even mine, you know, before my own eyes. Like, I, I've just seen it. I, I, know it I, know, I know this time how much it means to share with others, to share that God and Christ, you know, are the ultimate healers, that they do want to heal, you know. You know, he healed my heart, you know, and they care about each and every person on this planet. Like, I've I seen that this past weekend. Like, no one was an exception. Um. So, um, this month, like, 
well, I guess this has always been a struggle with me is um, feeling like, or just getting, needing to get my needs met by men just in general throughout my entire life. Um, and doing the ambassador program, like one of the commitments is to abstaining from um, having relationships and, you know, friendships with men. And so um, that's definitely come to light since I've been, you know, since I've started the program. And I realize like how much I really, really struggle with this. Um, you know, I think a lot of this comes from not having like a, a consistent, well, just not having my dad be like present in my life, not having unconditional love or feeling like I was valued or, you know, like that I was fought for. Um, and then also just being mistreated by men and being taken advantage of and, um, yeah, I've just had a lot of bad experiences in general. And so um, I really struggle with speaking up in general um, because often when I'm in front of men, like, or when I'm in their presence, I feel really small. And um, my value just goes out the door. <laughs> and um, recently I was in a situation where somebody asked me for my number and I, I felt like I, sorry, I felt like I couldn't say no as much as I really wanted to. I felt like I couldn't speak up, and I ended up giving him my number. Um, and what really, what really like bothers me about that situation, and, and something I realized I struggle with so much, is that I was way more concerned about how I was going to be perceived to him versus my own feelings and protecting my heart. And like that's what I have an issue with. Um, like I, I just fell into temptation. Um, and I realized, too, like, when I'm getting my needs met by guys, that means, like, I'm not getting my needs met by, like, my friends, my support, and God in Christ, you know? And, and that makes me really sad. Um, so, yeah, it's just, like, that happens when I'm depending on myself and I'm not reaching out enough and talking about this stuff. Um, so something that I had to do um, is I had to set a boundary with this person, and it was something that was really, really hard for me. Um, because I struggle with speaking up. Um, but afterwards, I felt, um, I felt really, really good, and it's definitely, like, I've had to do it a couple times in this situation and be more specific about, like, what my commitments are and, and just be more bold um, and just, like, stand up for myself. And, um, and it's definitely helped me in my ability to speak up, but it's definitely a struggle still. Um, but that's definitely, like, kind of a breakthrough in a way because I've never really had to do that before. I've never really taken like ownership of being a woman and you know and I've never been respected in that way before um so something so I've definitely grown in my ability to speak up and then something else that I've grown in is my um <clears throat> my ability to share my faith with others um like for instance during like prior to doing the um seekers retreat like the anticipation of doing praise and worship Wait, I've grown my ability to sharing my faith with others and then stepping out in faith. Um, so prior to doing the Seekers Retreat, like, the thought or the anticipation of doing praise and worship was mortifying to me. Like, every, t every single time I'm at church, I'm, like, I'm fighting anxiety and, like, just this inner dialogue of, like, harsh thoughts. And, like, I'm trying to fight through it and just, like, connect with God and, like, be, like, just trying to, like, fight for my faith and just praise Him. And every single time it's a battle. But this weekend, for the first time, I was able to experience that. Um, I've never felt so free before like I, I really thought that it wouldn't be impossible and I was just in a lot of prayer 
um, and I was able to do it and I just stepped out in faith and I just like, you know, like, so what if people judge me? Like, I'm not going to die and I just did it. And it was the most freeing feeling I've ever experienced. <laughs> but um, a lot of that, like, like what I shared at the beginning kind of related to Daniel's prophecy comes from like a spiritual battle. Like it comes from the enemy and he's trying to imprison me in my fears and anxieties and all of this stuff that has no truth to it whatsoever and it's like I just got sick of it it's keeping me from experiencing God's joy and his love and his freedom and um, and then when that happens I isolate and I'm not present for other people um, and it keeps me from reaching out to people and sharing my faith with people um, so, like, after having that breakthrough with praise and worship, I definitely feel like, like I, I can step out more and trust God more in Christ. Um, it definitely built my faith. So, um, also, like, the fears and, like, the insecurities, you know, they, like I said before, they keep me from sharing my faith with other people and um, being present for people. Um, but it tends to, this kind of has to do with, like, sharing your faith and witnessing. Um, when that happens to me, I focus inward, and I become super self-absorbed. And it's not coming from, like, a bad place, but that's the result. And um, what happens is I want to fix things and I want to grow so I can be better for other people. But in reality, it's like the complete opposite. When you, like when I'm more um, reaching out more to people, um, I'm actually like, I feel more invigorated and restored um, the more that I do that. So it doesn't really make sense on paper, but that's actually really what happens. The more that you reach out to people and share your faith, the more value that I feel as a woman and the more like, I the better I feel about my self-worth. Um, and um, also one of the biggest blessings uh, this past month was, um, and also how I've seen God work a lot, was, um, was Natasha. Um, Joe and I, Joe and I, sorry to call you out. Joe and I met her at the mall, and um, I've just really seen, like just thinking about it, looking back, I've seen how much God has been fighting um, for our relationship like over the past few months and how it's evolved and and then just her coming to the Seekers retreat and having her life changed because of it um, that's definitely like shows what God's capable of doing and how much like he was fighting for her and for our friendship together so that's all I have tonight I had the privilege of uh, being in a group with Natasha it was pretty it was pretty exciting uh, actually our whole group was really exciting um, you know this weekend was so high. It was just like, it was so high. I, I was just sitting there. I, I, I'm still kind of shaking my head. I'm kind of going, because there was clearly things that God Almighty was doing that we had nothing to do with. You know, and I believe with all of my heart that the reason why so much happened, why there was such transformation, why, like, uh, really noticeable things as far as where God was working with each person. And you could tell God had a different program for everybody. It's not like, it wasn't a one-size-fits-all at all. Like, it was just like, um, even the groups and where people were, and it was just sort of like you could see that people were where they needed to be as far as, like, getting their needs met. And it was just... Um, it was amazing, but I really believe that it was, um, it was amazing because people were really seeking God in prayer. 
Because you can do stuff like that by yourself. You know, you can do it on your own, um, relying on yourself. You know, you really can. You can, you know, um, you know, do it that way. It's really easy just to, to let you know, like putting on a weekend like that, there's so much to be done. There's task after task and, you know, it's, get people to feed all weekend and people stay. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into these things. And so it is really, really easy to get sort of focused on that. Do, 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 go, 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 that kind of thing. Uh, especially for any of us like me, who's a, who's a do, 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 you know, kind of go, go, go uh, person. And so, but the result is night and day between doing a lot for any of our, you know, those kind of people versus what difference it makes to just stop and take time to pray. So I want to actually continue because I really, as I said last week, in this theme, New Beginnings for a New Year, I believe that there is nothing that's going to change this year for you or me um, as, as dramatically as really making prayer a priority. And so the theme that I want to continue with the theme of prayer, prioritize <laughs> the new year. And uh, because I really believe with all of my heart, I need to work on this myself. I really do feel like I value prayer, but I, it's an area I could grow in. I came off of, the, I, off of the high from this weekend, and you know, I have not spent that much time in prayer. And I feel kind of stupid about that. You know, I feel like I've, you know, I'm just like, wow, why wouldn't I just really, I need to hear this teaching that I'm going to, that I'm, you know. <laughs> Um, because I, I just feel stupid. I'm like, God, I saw God Almighty do things that are undeniably God and not me. And how much time did I spend on my knees praising him for this? You know, like, or, you know, how much time did I spend in just not as much? I spent some, but honestly, it was, I'd say it's stingy. I think I was kind of stingy these last couple days about how, like, compared to what I received and compared to what God did. I feel a little foolish about the amount of time that I spent connecting and praising God for what I saw hap happen. And I'm kind of like, why would I do that? Because I have this bad habit sometimes when things are going good. I'm like, it's all good. I don't need to pray. Stupid. Really stupid. You know, and, um, you know, so that relates, I think, to the prophecy that uh, Danny was talking about unzipping the, you know, the hearts up has a lot to do with prayer. Prayer affects everything because it is, it is the way that we, at, that we seek God. You know, it's just there's lots of elements to prayer, whether, um, what pray, whether it's worship, whether it's asking God for things, whether it's being in the presence of God, all of that. You know, prayer is not just, you know... Um, What's, oh, I was trying to think of what, the, now I lay me down to sleep, yeah, <laughs> thank you, I was trying to think of one of those, um, now I lay me down to sleep, but, um, uh, but it really, if we want, we want to look at prayer, if you think about it, as developing a relationship with God and with his son, Jesus Christ, and so in looking at what can we do to grow, to have a deeper, more meaningful relationship in that, it takes time. You want to get close to somebody, it's going to take time. It's not, 
you know, I mean, just think about the relationships the, that you've had, the ones that are the deepest and the closest. Those are the ones that you don't talk to that person very often. Do you know? It's just like once in a while you'll call, one, you know, like maybe five minutes a week, and you're close. It's just deep. It's profound. No. Okay. Um, well, the <laughs> you know, it's it, there's a big difference as far as how deep our relationships go with people based on the time that we spend. So how deep do you want a relationship with God? How deep would you like that to be has something to do with the quantity and the quality of the time that we spend, you know? So I want to take you to this section of scripture in Luke 10. In verse 38, it's just, it's, it's funny because I think about this all the time. Um, this little section, it just really speaks to me. Um, in verse 38, it says, Jesus and his disciples, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. Now, for those of you that know the Martha Mary story, um, it's interesting because I didn't really take s- note of this so much before, but it's Martha that invited Jesus over, if you think about it. Martha's the one that is initiating, Jesus, come to my house, you know, and I will host you. So, um, so th- keep that in mind. And in verse um, uh, 39, it says... She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. So you think about in verse like 39, you know, in verse 39. And I honestly, I just, I want to be Mary. I want to be the woman that sits at the feet ready to listen. You know, that, um, and it's kind of funny because, you know, Bible, Middle Eastern book, um, like, when there's work to be done, it's not normally what women do is hang out and sit around and listen. Like, I, I would spend some time in Morocco, and we were out um, late one night, and it was all men out there at night at tea. And I was just like, where are all the women? And they were like, oh, they, like, they just like to work a lot. They're just at home working. That's what, our, you know, that's what the women like to do. So it was just so when you think about the fact that there's, if you've got company over, it's not the thing to do that the women sit around and go when there's work, cooking and, you know, preparations and hosting things to do. So uh, that hit me, too, because it's because of the fact that for her to, when you're looking at these two women, for her to, instead of being running around hosting, things like that, that she's sitting there listening to Jesus, think about what would she would be up against. Probably... You know, what are people going to think of me? You know, like, there could be all those kind of things that happen. Um, But her choice and her option was she wasn't going to miss out. She really got it that this was not like any ordinary opportunity to be in the presence of Jesus Christ and to sit at his feet and to listen to what he had to say. I also think about what do you think, like, what do you think it might have been like, like what he was sharing? Wouldn't you like to have been there? You know, when you think about it, it's kind of like I, I, like hanging out, sitting there, listening to like what the heck he could have been talking about. But I bet you it was good. You know, I bet you that it was inspiring in a way that was, and probably 
My guess is that it wouldn't have just been generic, that it would have been deeply personal and that it would have been really moving and that um, because Jesus spent a lot of time in prayer and he was definitely walking in the spirit and hearing from God. So my guess is what the words were. You know, you know how it is when you're, you know, if you've ever been in the presence of somebody that's really walking with God and hearing from God and they're speaking, you're like, <gasps> it's amazing. Imagine that happening, but it's Jesus. <laughs> you know, you're just like ministering to you, I, you know. So I, I got to think that that had to be a pretty extraordinary, you know, time. And um, that also that you see just the hunger of, um, you know, of, of Mary. And so sh- anyway... Um, let's see, in verse 40, (laughs) um, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Now, you see, it's not saying, it's not saying that she was distracted by ridiculous things like Facebook, you know? It was, do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, it's not saying, it's saying she's distracted, because I get distracted by Facebook. So, um... It's saying that she's, <laughs> she's distracted by things that had to get done. So it's not even things that are trivial. Do you know what I mean? Like, like she's getting distracted by the fact that there is a lot to do. There are times in life where there is just a lot to do. And especially, again, you think about the culture and you think about the times. If you've got company over it, you don't sit around. It's not the choice. It's not the option. It's like... It, you want to be, it matters a lot to be a good host and so, and to make everything right and everything good. And this is, this is, a, you know, a holy man coming. This is not just, you know, any old guest either. So you can get that there would be a stressful situation. I mean, you think about if you got a VIP coming to your house, you know, you got, you got the president of the United States coming to visit or something, you know, or, you know, you get, or a senator or something, uh, you know, some, something like that. You're, it's not like, or somebody, wh- whoever you think would be, kind of an important person to come visit, then it would probably matter to you how your house was, what the food was like, you know, like you'd want to be, it wouldn't be like, you know, like your clothes are laying around, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's just one of those things that, that usually, gosh, I mean, do you think about all the preparation we did just for the Seekers retreat, like running around the house, like there's a lot to do. It's not, you know, it's uh, to make sure that people feel welcomed and everything's prepared. So we see Martha was distracted by all of the preparations that had to be made. She came to Jesus. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. <laughs> so it's kind of funny because, I mean, for one, I, it's funny to me that she asks, that she's kind of mad at Jesus for not, like, noticing <laughs> Like, do you not notice the injustice here? <laughs> like, I'm working my butt off. I'm slaving away to get everything ready. How do you think it's okay? Go yell at her or something or tell her that she's being lazy sitting there listening to you. Like, this is just, you know, don't you, like, you're the man of God. You should know right and wrong. Like, isn't this completely wrong that she's sitting here? Like, um, you know, just having a good time, forgetting about me. And so she even thinks Jesus doesn't care about her. Like somehow, now, 
In what planet did Jesus say she couldn't come sit to? She could be sitting there too, just as easily. There's no way that, you know, like, but it's, it's really interesting how skewed things get too. You know, as far as like where, when we get caught up in making our priorities the busyness of life around us. How much, even the way that we view the world and the perspective that we have winds up getting all kinds of whacked and twisted around and, and whatever, you know, that that's because th- there was nowhere close to reality as far as what sh- how she was identifying with, you see resentment here, you see a little bitterness, you know, it's just sort of like, you could tell this was brewing inside because for you to say something, you got to be pretty bothered about it, you know, because most of us are like, well, he's an important guy. You don't go. So you could almost see the tension building as this was happening. And her, she's like slaving away. And she's probably getting angrier and angrier in the broom or, you know, the cooking. And, she's, and, and Mary's just sitting there by his feet listening, having a good old time. And, you know, Martha, you could just kind of see it escalating and escalating, you know, over. This is an outrage. And Jesus is not even noticing this um, kind of thing. So. Anyway, she's having a pity party. Um, So, anyway, like, you think about this, like, what would have been the worst thing if she came and sat at his feet, too? Dinner was late. They'd go a little hungry for a little while or whatever. It would be postponed, what, a couple hours? You know, nobody's going to starve, nobody's going to die. You know what what I'm saying? (laughs) It's just sort of like... um, So you see kind of... um, in verse 41, this is how Jesus responds. And so it's funny to me because I always think of this to myself. You know, he goes, Martha, Martha. <laughs> I just think it's funny even just that he's just like, the Lord answered. I, I love the King James better, actually. It said, thou art cumbered about with much serving. Uh, it says, um, but it says, uh, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. So, it, 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 which means that, that she is troubled with a lot of cares. She's got like a million things that are eating at her and weighing her down and that she's feeling stressed and pressured, etc. about, and she's upset. She is not blessed. She is not having a good time. She's just like, there's a lot of real responsibilities. It's not like she's making up the responsibilities part. It's not like she's imagining it. Life does get that way. The truth is, is that sometimes it is. There's just tons and tons of things that are going on um, that are completely, completely, like, legitimate. And so Jesus says, wow, you are really, you know, it's, um, well, there's two things. Worried means troubled with cares and, and, um, uh, and upset, upset about many things. And, and then it says in verse 42, but only one thing is needed. Jeez. She's got all this stuff to worry about. And Jesus goes, you got a lot to worry about. And in the King James, it says there's only one thing that's necessary. That's what the king, I like the wording there because I think it's clear. Out of all the stuff you got to worry about, there's only one thing that's necessary, he says. What is that? <coughs> Cleaning the bathrooms. No. Um... Making sure there's food on the table. And it says, um, Mary has chosen what is better. 
Wow. And it will not be taken away from her. That's his response. So he's saying, and so the chosen means that Mary, just looking up the Greek words for this, it, it means that she chose out of many, many choices, Mary chose the right thing. And it says, it actually, it says, instead of uh, Mary's chosen what is better, it's supposed to, b- it's actually worded, Mary has chosen that good part. That out of a whole of what it is, she, she picked the good part of that. A- and good part means what's useful, excellent, honorable, joyful, and happy is what she picked. It means, and at part, as distinct from the whole, and it says that it shall not be taken away. If you think about this, as far as life goes, all of the things that we have to do, how many of them are, don't have any lasting effect? How many of the things that we spend our day are hours and hours a day? You get 24 hours a day. How many of those things that we spend time doing have little impact on our lives. You know, he's, it, it, this is really profound. He's saying out of the, like, the food will still be there. The floor is going to need to get swept again tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? It's, these are all fine and worthy things. But out of all of the things that, that we choose in life, she's picking the thing that never goes away, is sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening. The time in the presence of the Lord, listening to what he's got to say. That relationship, that closeness, is one thing that affects all the other things that we do in life, is having that time with him. Sometimes we major in minor things. You know, if you take a look, sometimes it's good. I've, I've seen, there's actually like a, uh, actually a friend of mine developed it. There's an iPhone app that... Um, has like a time management thing and what it is is the idea is that you write down truthfully how you spend your time you know over a period of a few days and see where your time's actually going so you know it's really where you just get more honest about what is your life and is the time that you're spending going where it really counts and of course there's time I mean I don't you know it's unrealistic to think that there's not going to be wasted time you know like, I'm definitely never, it, you know, will always have things like Facebook that I zone out, you know, s- or whatever. But honestly, there's a big difference between am I zoning out, you know, for two hours a day on Facebook? Do you know what I mean? Or, like, it's just think. I don't know. It's just sort of like it's in terms of making our lives really count and looking at the bigger picture, the things that we want to invest in places that are – that rewards like actually what Joe is um, Joe's verse of scripture it's um, where it's her her thing was talking about wisdom has a better yield than gold you know it's kind of simple similar to that idea that there that the idea of praying it says bot there's another verse of scripture that says bodily exercise like working out profits a little while it's not like it's useless to work out but godliness profits for all time. So if you think about like just how much time, energy that we put into things that are going to fade away versus the things that last for all eternity. I, honestly, I, g- I got some work to do. 
because you know in the greater picture of things like uh, and especially when I think about this whole thing of of just spending time in prayer but just thinking about the 24 hours a day <coughs> that I have I've seen it I've seen with my own eyes over and over and over and over and over again it's amazing when I take that time out when I stop honestly I have to just stop because I get so caught up it's like ridiculous one of my biggest traps is in the morning. I, uh, it's really hard for me not to just turn on my computer and start answering emails, looking at breakdowns. You know, like b- I, I am. I have this thing that I've got to like be productive all the time. I'm like majorly like, a productive, productive. I'm, you know, I, that's where I go mostly with my time. But I'm thinking about. It, I'm like, I get so much more done when I really put the brakes on and spend time that doesn't seem productive but at the feet of Jesus. Where to spend some time in the quietness of, being, of placing myself in his presence and allowing him to speak. You know, if I don't do that, I don't hear his voice. I get caught up because there's so much noise in life. There's so much of all of the things that we have. Like, you know, it's, it takes me a while if I haven't been really spending time with the Lord to make the noise stop. You know, it just takes some time. It, t- it means usually what happens is I have to spend, you know, days and days and days of just being quiet and just going and just noticing, oh, man, I'm starting to do my to-do list instead of praying right now. You know, sometimes, honestly, I have to pray out loud for a while because if I pray in silence, I start thinking about what I got to do. You know, it's the only way I can do it without starting to trail off and get into I, that. That's my biggest trap is I want to fix everything myself. Oh, I've got the idea. I'm praying about something. God really need help with, um, you know, <coughs> whatever. The, you know, the, the, the thing. This weekend, the, the Seekers Retreat week. Oh, praying for the Seekers Retreat. Thank you, God, for the Seekers Retreat. Thanks for taking care of it. Oh, you know what? I need to call Joe about getting, picking this up. And, oh, yeah, somebody better have ice. Oh, I better, you know, and just, you know, <laughs> just like all of a sudden, that's where I go with this stuff, you know. I want to go from trying to spend time letting go and just really allowing God, being in the presence of God and seeking him out and having faith versus just all the busyness that's in my head. So in thinking about this year ahead, I, it's a deep desire in my heart. I, I'm telling you, like, I, we, I really think that, that a big reason that... that we saw God's powers. There were a lot of people praying. I think we had some group faith. I think we got, even the people coming, like what Natasha was talking about, she prayed before she came, so her heart was like seeking out, receiving. So we got people that came praying to receive something, and we got the people that were putting it on praying for God's presence to be felt. And there's incredible power in that. I'm telling you, it's worth it. I'm committed. I want to grow in this. I, 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 Want, because I've seen the power of God. I don't, I, you know, I don't want this year to go by where I am having, all, and I really see that. Last year I spent a lot of time, went out the door, and I'm not happy about it, focusing on just tasks. I look back at the year ago, what did I actually do that was really, uh, you know, like, did I go where I wanted to go? Did I get, accomplish what I wanted to accomplish? I did not last year. I got really, really swept away, and a lot of my year went away with just what's in front of me, you know, kind of thing.
But I want to pray and seek God for more, you know, for what he has. So prioritize for a new beginning, for a new year. Heavenly Father, I'm very, very, I'm thankful. I love you. You're great. You are so, so great. And um, I feel blessed. I feel excited um, because you are a good God. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Um, I'm so excited about all the things that you did this past weekend and seeing you work in people's lives. And God, I love that you care about everything that has to do with our lives, that there's nothing too small, nothing too big that you don't care about, that you care about um, how we're doing in our heart and um, in our personal lives. And you also care about just taking care of our physical needs as well. And so this is a time when, when you have put in your word the idea of giving that it's paradoxical it's kind of crazy but in in all of life you made the law that um that giving that we cannot give you that that we give and you multiply back and uh, that it's a way that we can walk out on faith and know that we're trusting you and not ourselves when it comes to taking care of things financially so i just pray for this offering lord i pray for blessing people uh, a lot and multiplying back to them for their uh, for their giving, and I thank you for these things, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.